January 20, 1988. Femme Fatale. I'm writing from the future, November 20th of 2018 to be exact, a funny story that I remembered while working on a scrapbook of my mother's life. There were pictures of her home at 13535 Avista Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33624, where they lived from 1985 until 1990 when they moved to 11920 Cypress Crest Circle in West Wind, which is uh, close to where the sanctuary is. It was the nicest home my parents had ever owned, and every home there had a block wall six feet high all the way around. The only way in was through the electric garage door or through a keyed gate. I was living at 4404 West Lemon Street, the house is now underneath I-75, and Mary B. Young was living with me. I'd found Mary by running an ad in the Tampa Tribune that said, Wife wanted, must be able to cook and clean in exchange for free room and board, no sex required, call, and whatever my number was. It was something to that effect. Mary was on the run from an abusive relationship and made the call. This is Jamie playing in the pool at my parents' house at Avista. Or, I'm sorry, at the pool at Westwind when she was age 10. I lived in a five-bedroom house that I'd gotten in a foreclosure, and I'd rent out all of the bedrooms except mine to earn income. I'm not sure of the year, but I think it must have been around 1988, and I know it was after my auto accident where I had amnesia because Bill Benjamin was already out of the hospital and back home, and I was struggling to rebuild my real estate business given the fact that I didn't recognize anything or anyone. I needed to focus entirely on getting my business back on its feet, and I didn't have time to cook and clean, two things I'm awful at anyway. Mary won me over with promises of fresh baked bread, and she was an amazing cook and such a fun friend. I am surprised as I search these many chapters that there's no mention of her as I have so many memories. She would go with me to look at property. This was before GPS, Google Maps, and such, so I'd lay out 15 to 20 properties a day with a Rand McNally map book. When you don't have Siri telling you that you have arrived at your destination, you would often pass it and have to turn around. I found it faster to just drive backwards, which always amazed Mary. I could drive backwards as fast and with as much precision as most people could drive forward. Mary was a psychic, and one day she kept saying it was a bad day to be looking at properties because all she could see was green and it was going to be the death of us. Maybe her warning is what gave me the ability to swerve and miss being hit by a huge green garbage truck that ran a stop sign and would have killed us if I hadn't spun the car around in its tracks. I was seeing both Dr. R and Don Lewis on and off during my time with Mary. She thought that Bob Martin, she thought the Bob Martin story was funny and always called him Don Bob. She filed paperwork involving him under Jackass, since his legal name was Jack Donald Lewis, and she thought he was a jackass. I told Mary about the hauntings at Dr. R's house, and she was excited to experience it, so I took her with me one day while Dr. R was away. Coming down the stairs, I saw one of the paintings fly off the wall and hit her in the head. She ran screaming out the door and never came back. On an earlier visit, she had raided his refrigerator while we were there and found drug-laced brownies in the, in the freezer. I don't eat sugar because it makes me mean and sometimes causes heart palpitations and makes me pass out. 
So I didn't know what was wrong with her the rest of the day until I told Dr. R that she had eaten all of his brownies. This was that house that I talked about in the last episode. This is just from the street view. And back in the back here, you can see the carriage house. At one point, Mary decided to go back to her abusive husband in the Black Mountains. Why do women do that? I did it too. After being beaten half to death, she called me to come rescue her. Of course I did, even though it was a great peril to us both to try and get her out of there when he practically kept her under lock and key. We had an attorney who drew up my first land trust. She always called him the Ken doll. Mary and I were never lovers. She was heterosexual to the core and really, really loved men and sex. I think she became a notary for me and she helped me with the filing and phone as well as keeping me fed and presentable. Mary used to color my hair. I don't have clothes that you can just toss after the messy dyes, so her teenage daughter gave me a t-shirt about six sizes too small that barely covered my tits. It said Femme Fatale on the front. Mary had way too much fun with the sticky, smelly hair colorant and had created a sculpture of my hair to rival the headdress of the Statue of Liberty. It had to set 20 minutes, but my mother called in a panic, saying that she wanted me to go to her house in Avista, a walled and security patrolled neighborhood, and check to be sure she had turned off the stove. We drove my blue or gray Impala up close to the outside perimeter wall of the house. I don't really know if the car was blue or gray because most of the paint had been eaten away by the elements long before I paid $100 for the car at auction. It drove like a ship on glass though, so I liked it. Or a ship on glass. Let me try that again. It drove like a ship on a glass sea though, so I liked it. Mary and I get there and realize the only way in is if someone buzzes you in through the gate or through the garage, to which I had no opener. She backed the car up to the wall and I scaled it. When I came back over the wall, Mary was very flustered and trying to explain to a cop why her car was backed up to the fence in my typical I can handle any man attitude. I start trying to charm our way out of it because it was before the day of cell phones and there was no way to contact my parents. The guy is looking at me in this femme fatale rag top shirt, stinky hair all sculpted out into points and is looking more horrified than enamored. I'm wondering if I've lost my touch. Mary takes in the scene and starts laughing so hard I thought she would pass out. It wasn't until then that I remembered how I looked. I managed to talk my way out of being arrested or even getting a ticket. He just tells me to leave a vista. I'm guessing he doesn't want the smell of my hair in his patrol car. When I get in the car, Mary's response is, it's a good thing you're a femme fatale. I have to look it up because I don't even know what that means. An attractive and seductive woman, especially one who will ultimately bring disaster to a man who becomes involved with her. Every time I color my hair, I think of that night. 